Hi, my name's Bill Sang, and this is the Bill Sang Podcast. Growing up, I think that I had some of the best teachers in the world. I can name quite a few of them by name, in fact. Uh, Mr. Opp, Mr. Bodicher, Mr. Stahl, Mr. Iyer, Mrs. Hickling, Mrs. Myers, Mrs. Schaefer, and I could go on and on and on with all the great teachers that I had growing up. Um, but the funny thing is that I feel like the best teachers, most impactful teachers I had in the world were actually my parents and the church. Today we are going to be discussing how the church can have a greater impact on future generations. We were listening to a podcast earlier this week that said that we are no longer considered a post-Christian country, uh, post-Christian culture, but instead that we are no longer a Christian nation, period. That's kind of scary to think about, that we have made that leap from post-Christian to no longer Christian. And you have to wonder, what is it that made the shift in our culture from even post-Christian to no longer Christian? I think that a lot of it has to do with how our children are, are trained in school and how you think and how you learn. And it's not necessarily that teachers aren't good. Like I said, I remember a lot of great teachers growing up, but rather that Jesus is not particularly welcome in the school system. What I mean by that Jesus isn't welcome in the school system, of course, many schools are allowed to talk about Jesus and about God and about even religions. I remember that I had classes in high school devoted to talking about religion. I remember um, learning about different religions before they even became relevant to me as an adult. Um, so it's not that you can't talk about God in a general sense inside of schools, but as far as the exclusivity in terms of Jesus's truth as being the author of the one true faith, uh, that's something that isn't welcome inside the public schools. And, uh, and it's understandable that we want all people to feel welcome inside of a public venue, not to feel like it's catered toward one person or another. The problem is, is it has been kind of co-opted and turned into a system where instead of not favoring any one belief, to favoring a secular belief system. And that's the problem we're seeing in our schools today. Uh, for instance, uh, where we don't talk about the Bible and Jesus inside of the science class or math or, or, or history or anything like that. And so it's thought that they are not, that the, the Bible is basically on par with fairy tales as it relates to these topics. But when we bring Jesus into the classroom and we learn that the entire universe is governed uh, by God as the creator, he invented math, he invented science, he invented nature, um, that he is the author of all of history. And that when we read through the Bible, uh, we are actually able to see true historic events play out. Uh, and one of the most fascinating things in the world is that even certain uh, historic figures are prophesied in books of the Bible that predate the arrival of those historic figures. It is absolutely remarkable how the Bible comes alive when it is welcomed and understood for the truths that it proclaims. So when we don't see it as merely a, a bunch of stories or a bunch of morals or proverbs or whatever, 
that it really starts to, um, really, its purpose really starts to become known. That it is really the lens through which we see the world. Unfortunately, talking about Jesus in a public classroom can get you in trouble. Um, there are teachers that have been uh, fired or at least reprimanded heavily for talking about Jesus in the classroom. Football coaches and basketball coaches have been fired for simply praying before a meet. Um, so there's definitely not a lot of room and tolerance when it comes to uh, God and Jesus in our school systems. One of the solutions I've heard proposed is for parents uh, to be parents. And that's fair enough, but when we look at the climate of today and how difficult it is for parents to be able to invest the amount of time they need to into their children, and plus, um, let's, let's be honest, that children need more than just their parents' influence inside their lives. You have at school, and learning it more so a secular world, and again, not being told that God isn't true or whatever, um, but being uh, inside of a, an environment where there is a secular worldview being promoted uh, to a church environment, you have basically a 40 to 1 ratio where you're spending, including traveling to and from school on the bus, you have about 40 hours a week invested inside of a school. Now, how many hours do we invest a week in church? One hour a week, approximately one hour a week for children. Uh, and that's assuming that they're even in church. So there's really, the church doesn't stand a chance as it relates to um, competing with the worldview and the ideas and the thought processes, thought processes taught inside of a school system. And for parents to be able to overcome that themselves uh, is also a challenge uh, that needs to be taken seriously. So what's the solution? The solution is not just for parents to be parents, but also for the church to be the church, for the church to become something greater than what it has been in the past. You see, it used to be thought, and I would say in the post-Christian culture, um, when we believe that everybody went to church and that those were the gold, that was the golden era, uh, that essentially um, the post-Christian culture, as I would see it, was that you went to church because going to church was a was the right thing to do. Now, wh what was the purpose of going to church? What was the right thing to do? Basically, that's no reason at all to go to church. It's got to be centralized around Jesus, of course. Uh, so, we one, we need to get back to the core message of the gospel, Jesus, and the Bible as being authoritative. But then we have to focus on church as it relates in a community sense. We religiously already give to the ed educational system, uh, both through tax dollars and private donations. And so we take that very seriously. But as far as the church, uh, basically we, we see that as a place to go on a Sunday morning. It's gotta be more than that. And we gotta invest in it as though it is more than that. Uh, the second thing is that we need to learn how to enjoy the church. Now I've heard lots of people complain about these uh, uh, these mega churches that have all these activities, all these different rooms uh, for which to entertain the people that go to their churches. Um, I'm not necessarily against that myself. I think that it's a way to get people inside of the building. And I think that uh, even though that it's not about activities, it's about Jesus, 
um, that at least it's a place where believers can get together and that is their place of enjoyment, of having fun. Um, and not to say that needs to be exclusively the place where they do that, but it can be a place where they can enjoy themselves. Uh, the next thing I would say is that uh, it needs to be the central place for gatherings. That's something that in the past used to be a reality that, you know, if there was a, a cookout or if there was a community gathering of some sort, sometimes even political talks, that that was expected to be done at the church. Reason being is the church is somewhere important. It's somewhere special. It's a venue that is open to all people and everybody is welcome there. So when it is used as a uh, venue for, for public gatherings, um, all the more likely is it that, that uh, even people outside of church are going to become familiar with the pastor, uh, the congregants, maybe the musicians, and all the people that are um, out there helping out with whatever gathering it might be. So those are a couple of things right there. And finally, it's got to become the place through which we see the entire world. Uh, a lot of churches have allowed the influence of the world to dictate the direction of where their church goes. But instead of that, the church should be the place for learning, for growing, to learning about truth, uh, to uh, building relationships, to growing together. That there should be, uh, the, the church life should be a culture uh, that influences the world outside of its walls. And the only way to do that is to build a culture that truly believes the message that it is teaching inside of its walls. So it's got to believe first uh, what the Bible says. It's got to first believe its own message and then take that message to the world instead of allowing the world to tell them what their message is allowed to be. So I think that we're able to do these things, that uh, the church can have a much greater impact in the years to come. I think that the church, you know, Jesus said, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And I think that if the church is able to be more active in people's lives, if it is a place that is taken more seriously by people that go to church, uh, that it will most certainly fulfill this role as Jesus has ordained that it will. I am Bill Sang, and this is the Bill Sang Podcast.